But I'd be remiss if we didn't kind of make a little bit of an announcement. Okay, I love it. We are doing something different today. In, yes. In Welcome to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. In this weekly podcast, Kirby and Bill talk about the world of marketing, branding, and promotional products. Unscripted is available only at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. And welcome to the real episode number 163 of the Unscripted <laughs> Podcast. I said that wrong last week, so maybe this is 163 part duh. I am your <laughs> host, Bill Petrie, with me as always, the other host of this fine, fine broadcast, the Lieutenant Colonel of Logoed Lunch Bags, as kids had back to school, the one and only Kirby Hossman. Kirby, how the hell are you today? You know what? I'm feeling much better. I felt really off. It must have been that it was 162, and it, I knew in my heart that it was 162, and you'd said 163. I feel better this week that it's 163. So how are you, man? I'm doing great. Thank you very <laughs> much for asking. It's been um, a lot of, lot of things around uh, this week as we get the kids ready to go back to school and you know, things are busy, and sometimes things fall through the cracks when that happens. You know how that yes, happens in life, but you know what will never fall through the cracks, Kirby? What's that, Bill? Oh, that'd be those fine, fine folks over at Bam Bam's and their custom headwear program. You know what that is, Kirby. You've used it. Yes. Very, very good. Fully custom caps designed by your team, their team. It could be a team in Sri Lanka for all they care. <laughs> it really doesn't matter, but they're going to deliver it to your customer in 30 days or less. From sample approval. And even better news, now that those tariffs are back in play, Bam Bam's has added factories in Vietnam, so they are completely not impacted by the tariffs moving forward from China. So Stocker Custom, let Bam Bam's be your first and only thought for custom headwear. Now before we begin, Kirby, I always like to remind everybody, podcast is available on Google Play, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, but I'd be remiss if we didn't kind of make a little bit of an announcement. Okay, I love it. We are doing something different today, and, yes. and we'd really like some audience feedback um, because Kirby and I do this in a vacuum. We don't know what anybody thinks unless they tell us what they think, unless they're forthcoming with their thoughts and opinions. So uh, as you know, if you've listened to the podcast from episode one, Kirby and I are always looking to change it up a little bit to make sure we're keeping it fresh. And as he and I uh, spoke last week, we kind of thought, have we maybe – run the gun on fill in the blank jump the shark yeah and i don't know if we have but i will tell you it is the most time-consuming part of preparing <laughs> for this podcast for and sure. i think and i think that factors into it and you know what that's okay so we're going to do something a little bit different at the end of the program so would like you to listen to the whole thing it's only going to be 30 minutes like it always is um we have a, a sponsor in the middle like we always do but we're going to do some different things. We really like your feedback. Do you like the new format? What would you like to hear? That would help us out greatly. So, Kirby, having expunged all of that from my soul, <laughs> would you like to start us off with a topic today, please? I would love to start us off. I, I, I want to talk. I'm going to tell a, make a long story short, and then I want to give, get your take on it and see if there's any lessons for the audience, okay? Mm -hmm. um, so one of the, recently, probably in the last year or so, and it was after one one of many of the um, unfortunate incidents with uh, guns and whatever. But about mm -hmm. a year ago, um, some friends of mine locally here in Coshocton County got together and said, look, you know, this is something that happens way too often. What can we do about it? Obviously, we can't do anything about or, you know, often we can't do anything about things outside of our community. But as, as people in 
Coshocton County, what can we do? And so long story short, my friend had this idea that we could start a fundraising campaign mm-hmm. that would raise money to install um, cameras into uh, the school. Uh, we met with the school and they were going to take some um, precautions um, already. And we said, look, we don't want to fund that. We want to fund something you you would like to do but can't. Mm-hmm. Makes sense? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we made the commitment that we were going to try and raise $40,000 to mm-hmm. uh, fund these cameras. Mm-hmm. Um, so Fast forward, the uh, principal of the school went to our school board and said, look, we've got some local business people that are going to try and do this. Well, the school board heard that and went, oh, wow, if it's that important to the community, we actually have the funds. <laughs> so, so, and in and, and good ways, like they're saying, hey, we're, we're responding to the needs of the community. And so they said, well, let them raise funds, um, but we're going to do this so that when the school year starts, it's already in place. Mm-hmm. And then whatever they give us, they give us. Well, the downside to that, of course, is that we were like, oh, well, our sense of urgency is not quite as high. Um, but we went ahead and raised money. And we raised about $20,000. Okay, okay, so halfway there. And we gave that money to the school. And at twenty grand, we were like, I mean, we can keep asking for money, but the project is done. Right. Okay. Well, I was talking to a friend of mine, and he's like, the, essentially the person whose idea it was. And he's like, I don't really want to make a big deal about this because we failed. And hmm. that is the crux of the point of the story and where I wanted to get your take and kind of get the audience's take is go ahead. No, so he feels like it was a failure because he didn't raise the 40,000. Exactly. We had, we told people we wanted to raise 40, we raised 20, we gave mm-hmm. them 20, mm-hmm. um, and it was a failure. And I was taken back by that because I was like I boy, I don't feel that it was a failure because right. the, we did raise a big chunk of money. $20,000 is a lot of money and the at the the end of the day the cameras were installed and actually more and i think we need the the point of this is i think we need to redefine uh success and failure when we come to goal setting (laughs) because i think so many times that's where people get hung up they don't want to set a big goal because they're like well if i don't get there i'm a failure Mm -hmm. so i don't know do you think he's right that we failed do you think i'm right what do you think I think you're both right, um, and, and here's why. I think it depends on your perspective. You know, if if the goal was to raise forty thousand dollars and you raised twenty thousand dollars, by definition, you failed. Mm-hmm. You, that was the goal. You didn't meet it. You didn't hit the nut. Whatever phrase you want to put on it, it really doesn't matter. Right. But if I think you really need to ask what the ultimate goal really, really was, and, and I don't know your friend. I'm sure he's a great guy, but my guess is he might be a half-empty kind of guy, a glass mm. half-empty kind of guy, because his perspective is we didn't make it, even though the cameras were installed. So the real question to me, Kirby, is what was the ultimate goal? Was it to raise $40,000 to get the cameras installed, or was the ultimate goal really just to get the cameras installed? Right. So to me, if you define it as the goal was to get cameras installed, then the goal was hit and it was a success, the, right. the whole initiative. What, regardless whether you raise the money or not, the end result was the same um, or, or the end result resulted in exactly what you guys were hoping for. I could I could look back at my old days at Brandivate mm. and do the same thing. Yeah. At, at my initial goal, when I started that was to find a job. Right, right. And then I, it did become a, a successful to a point where I was able to support my family and so on and so forth. But the 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 reality was, the, I lost sight of my goal. And so I, I the real goal was to find a job. 
right. to find my next spot in the industry. So I think it really matters on what your perspective is. So I don't think you need to um, redefine success and failure so much. I think you really need to redefine the goal. What is the goal, the real ultimate goal? Yeah, no, and I hear what you're saying, but I think and, and I think that when you look at this specific um, issue, I totally hear what you're saying, right? Because ultimately uh, the cameras got installed. But I also think this is a thing that holds people back um, from setting big goals. You know what I mean? Because I think, like, and I'll use an example internally, like I was uh, measuring activity because I think so many times, you know, you measure sales, right? Mm -hmm. And you go, oh, well, that's the ultimate thing. Well, but by the time you measure the sales, it's done. Like right. it's, it's a past thing. And so what I was saying is we need a lead measure. And so we started measuring activity. And mm -hmm. so... I had my team set their own activity goals, right? So let's just right. say it was 10 proactive activities, whatever. Right. And they would get to eight. And, and in reporting it the following week, they'd like, yeah, I, did, I, I set the goal to do 10 meetings. And I only did eight. So I failed. And mm -hmm. I'm like, um, but if you'd have done one, <laughs> like, right. you know what I mean? I think we need to redefine it because of that. It's mm -hmm. like, I think if we are moving ourselves toward the goal, it isn't pass or fail. Like, it isn't that you either did it or you didn't. It's, it, I hear what you're saying, by the way. I don't disagree mm -hmm. if we set 40 and we didn't get there. But I'm like, yeah, but had we not gone for anything, $20,000 would not have been raised for the schools, whether the cameras got installed or not. And that's a success. So yeah. I, that's what I mean by redefining it, is that I think so many times we beat ourselves up because if we don't hit the thing, we suck. And I don't think that's true. I, I think you need to look, like I said, need to figure out what the specific goal is. So sure. um, I, I, I hear you, um, but I think cool. in the specific instance, I'm correct. You're not. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. It. So ASI, the Advertising Specialty Institute, did a really cool uh, – I don't think they actually did the study. It's more of they aggregated um, okay. the information for the study. Right. And it was Gen Z Trends mm. for the Promotional Products Industry. Mm. And I don't know if you know this, Kirby. By 2020 – uh, Gen Z will represent 40% of all consumers. So, okay. wow. you know, we, we, we keep talking as an industry when, when Amazon gets into our space. Well, they're here. When yeah. Gen Z comes, yeah, they're here. Um, so here are four things that uh, ASI, had again, has aggregated that um, are trends for the promo industry. And I want to go on these one by one, get your take on them. Okay. So the first one is online everything. Less, uh, they're far less likely than millennials or obviously Gen X or baby boomers to take advantage of loyalty programs and would rather hunt the web for the best deals. They value efficiency, lower pricing, and free shipping. Do you agree that's a trend? Um, yeah, that's, that's a trend. Yes, 100%. Okay. I agree with that. I, I do too. Um, I'm actually kind of – I think loyalty programs have been so devalued. Right. Um, yeah, and I don't I'm, think I think that's because of the way that they've been implemented. No, no question. I think yeah. they've. I don't think they've been devalued by the consumer. I think they've been devalued by the organizations and uh, for the sake of profits. Quite yes. frankly, yes, I agree All with right. that. Um, number two. They love themselves some custom patches and pins, which makes uh, our good friend Brian Stidham over at EMT <laughs> very happy. They love to express their individual dynamic truths. Do you see that as a trend, Kirby? I don't see that as a trend. Okay, I disagree. I, well, I, th I, see, I see that as something that really has been – if that's a trend, it's a trend that's been coming for 15 years. Okay. Like, I mean, that's like saying, oh, they love themselves some tattoos. Okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's a thing that I – that's been coming for a long time. I've actually – I actually make the joke that I think that I am one of four people left in the United States without a tattoo. Right. Um, because I think 
Now, whether you call it a patch or a this or a that, yeah. I, to me, that's just a – that's okay. the trend. I would disagree because I see my kids, they collect uh, – I would throw stickers in this, sure. custom patches, pins and stickers. They do collect that stuff, and they do seek that stuff out. I mean, when they when they open up a package from uh, one of their favorite – uh, clothing companies, Vineyard Vines. The first thing you do is what? What sticker did I get? Sure. So okay. I do. I do see that as a trend. Number three, Kirby, unisex apparel. Gen okay. Z. This is about the, uh, everybody. Prepare to get tense. <laughs> Gen Z values open dialogue, and nearly half say they value brands that don't classify them as either male or female. Hmm. Um, that I'll be honest with you, and again, I'm hearing this list for the first time, so, mm-hmm. and you know that, but mm-hmm. just for the audience's sake, I find that interesting since we've worked so hard to value um, female fashion in our industry. The idea that we'd be moving back away from it really so quickly in the in, really in the in the course of history is fascinating to me. I don't know if it's a trend or not, but that that's interesting to me. Yeah, and I do think it's a trend. I do think it's. I don't know if it's a long-term trend, but right now, I do think people are very, very sensitive about, for la- and I think the phrase is how they identify their sexuality. And so sure. I do think that is that is a thing. Yeah, right, I, and by the way, I think mm-hmm. that's a different question than yeah, how your is. shirt fits. I, I agree. <laughs> I, I don't disagree. Okay. The last one, Kirby, eco-friendly, positive impact. They, they really support companies that have, uh, I'm sorry, eco-friendly apparel. Mm. They support um, companies that have, will have a positive impact on uh, society and they'll support those brands that take a stand mm-hmm. what do you think on that i think that not only is that a trend that has been coming it's like it's like with the ocean the water's been going out now we're starting to see the water like the the wave come in on this and i think it's a very good thing that's that's actually something i think millennials have moved us in the right direction and i think gen z's will take that to another and so i'm i'm down with that i'm going to completely disagree with you on that okay. Okay. Um, i do think millennials as a group and i hate when we start talking about generations as a unit it sucks but i think in the past let's say 15 to 20 years there's been a very great movement toward corporate social responsibility um which is a good thing i don't know if that's translated into as much sales as we'd like to say it does sure um i look at my kids who are 16 now maybe this is indicative of how i've raised my children um yes they they do gravitate towards brands that have a social component to them Mm mm-hmm but if it's the same, if it's and if it's the same price, they are more than happy to buy from a brand that has that social component. It makes them feel sure. good. If 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 the cost is significantly higher, give me the cheaper one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and, and so I, I, I don't ahead. think, and I don't think because I don't think that's any different now than it was twenty years ago. I think the difference is now that corporations are much more involved, which I think is a great thing. I think they're much more upfront about this is important to us. These are what we stand for. So now I think as opposed to there wasn't a choice before, now I think there's that choice. So that's what I think the trend is. Now consumers have a choice. Do I want to be aligned with a company that that does good Mm -hmm. um, and maybe spend a little bit more? Mm-hmm. Or do I not care? So now you have that choice, whereas I don't think when you and I were growing up, I never felt like I had that choice. Sure, sure. And I guess what I would say is uh, I think that the consumer is driving that corporate behavior. 
Because I would agree. Cor- corporate corporations are not inherently like, oh, you know, I want to cut some profits so that I can do good. I think that's that is being driven by consumer demand, and I think that's where you, that impact is. That that I agree with. I do okay. think it's driven by 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 social uh, demand. I think it's d- driven by the consumers. They have more information now than they ever have, and they want to know. They want more transparency. Yeah. But I still think it comes down to really what we're talking about is now consumers actually have a choice to make. It's kind of like you come to a fork in the road. Do I just buy what I want to buy or am I okay maybe spending a little more, maybe not spending a little more, but or do I want to make sure I'm carefully aligned with this specific cause? Yeah. So to me it comes down to choice. And you know what else comes down to choice, Kirby? What's that, Bill? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. That would be one of the reasons why Gold Star is really the true leader in our industry when it comes to promotional writing instruments. We know of the high quality of them, and we know that they're the leader in the industry, Kirby, but a lot of companies say they're the leader, and I don't even know what that means. It's just a, <laughs> it's just a marketing term. It's like organic, right? right? If you buy something at the grocery store that says organic, uh, who knows right. what that means? It's a marketing term. So one of the reasons why Gold Star really is the true leader in promotional writing instruments, it's Choice Kirby. They have over 300 different uh, writing instruments, so there are tr- there's truly something for every client, every budget, every need. So if you want to learn more, Kirby, and get some great ideas on how pens can be more than just a promotional writing instrument, sign up for your free brand story toolkit by visiting them at goldstarpens.com slash toolkit. Not going to be sorry you did. Kirby, got another topic for us? I do. I do. So I was thinking about this. I wrote a... Uh, uh, blog post this week um, on some of the lessons I've learned from doing this podcast with you, mm-hmm. um, and the response was really good. And it reminded me, you know, one of the things that I think you get this and I get this is people are like, "How do you guys keep it up? How do you come yep. up with topics? How do you keep going?" And you know, I think one of the lessons I wrote in the post was, "You you just keep going, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, it, it, you um, just go." Yeah, and it, there's a bunch of times where you think, "I don't want to do it anymore," and you do it anyway, and that. Mm-hmm. And it, it brought me to a, um, a revelation I came up with this morning um, about content, content marketing, and the service industry. Okay. Okay. And so the my comparison is I think most people in today's society consume a ton of content. And so when they do, they're like, oh, well, I could do that. Mm-hmm. I, could, I could be the person who writes the blog every week or does the podcast or whatever. And I see that as like a lot of people jump in and they do one or two or three or four. And it's not a knock on these folks, but I think it's a little bit like the service industry. So like if you want to – like you see people who are waiters and waitresses. And one of the things I've found is that if you want to treat a a waiter better, be a waiter for about three weeks (laughs) because anybody can do it for a day. But if you have to be on your feet and deal with the public and do all those sort of things, like – it changes your perspective about it. And I think the same is true with content, mm-hmm. is that everybody looks at it and goes, well, yeah, anybody can create a video, mm-hmm. but can you do it consistently? Can you do it, you know, can you keep showing up in a way that's unique? And I wanted to see what your take was on that sort of analogy. Content, I've done content versus fitness, mm-hmm. <laughs> and now this is content versus people in the service industry. Yeah. What do you think? Um, I think people think it's easier than it is, yeah. like you said. Um, and that's kind of the gist of, of right. what you, you were saying there. You and I have done 163 of these episodes of this podcast, with, with including this one. And I know both of us have had countless people come up to us and ask for advice and how do I do this and what what what's the key and and you know me I wave the flag of consistency from 
yep. day day one. I mean, I'll be honest. I don't want to be doing this right now. I'm in a really shitty mood. I had a really <laughs> shitty night last night. Yep. A storm came in, broke my kitchen window over my sink. I had to adjudicate a two-and-a-half-hour argument between my, my two sons until 12.30 this morning. And then I got up at 4.30 and, and haven't slept. So I, I'm exhausted. And the last thing I want to do right now, I like talking to you, but I'm tired. I don't want to do yeah. this. But you know what? The show's got to go on. You would, I made a commitment not to the audience, barely to each other. We made a commitment to ourselves that right. we're going to do this. We're going to do it every week. And so I've always ra- waved that flag of consistency. And so I do think people look at it and go, well, that's easy. Um, I'm going to go ahead and do that. And I'd say of the people who come up and ask us that, 90% of them don't do it. Right. You know, In fact, the only person I can think of who actually has approached us about a podcast and mm-hmm. has been consistently doing it and took our, our whatever lessons we can share to heart is Brian Young and the Brand Builders podcast. Right. And, they, and they have definitely done that. Yeah. Done, done that. And not that we are the, the Pied Pipers of podcasting or content or anything like that, but I, I do, you know, there are times where I think people uh, almost diminish what um, uh, content creators do um, because, yeah. well, they're just writing or they're just talking or, you know, they're just doing whatever. And I think it's really easy to take pot shots at that when you're not the one doing it. Right. right. It's easy for me to say, why can't the bartender make me a drink faster tonight? <laughs> yes, yes. I really want my, my old fashioned or whatever it is. And why don't you try to be the bartender and deal with the lush down there who wants her glass of Chardonnay, the dude who, the, the hipster dude who, you know, I want an old-fashioned, but I need it maple-rimmed, and I want it this <laughs> way, and I want it that way. And then you have a guy who goes, hey, man, I like gin, so whatever you want me to want, want, want to make is great. And then you got the guy who wants a beer, but not that kind of beer. And I don't want anything that's too strong. I don't like the real hoppy stuff, but I don't like anything fruity either, and I don't want anything unfiltered. Um, but you have something like that, and I don't like porters or stouts. So I mean, you get you have to deal with all that at one time. Yeah, sometimes your drink gets pushed back a little bit, and and I so I do agree with you. So I was trying to make your service industry analogy. Fine job. You have to show up. I try if 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 there's you know probably about ten lessons I want to make sure my kids get when they leave the nest. One of them is show up. So much of life is showing. up up. And by showing up, I mean being prepared, being on time, being attentive, being likable, but physically being there. Show up. I love it. Cool. All right. All right, Kirby. I've got a a topic. I don't even know where we're at on time right now. Yep. Uh, All right. So I don't. Okay. So I think you have seen the new app that uh, launched, Promo Mm. Pulse. Yes. Um, Our good friend, Jason Noakes has launched an app that is specific to our industry, which I think is really interesting. Nobody has an app that is specific to our industry. It's going to aggregate news. It's going to supply, you know, supplier specials for distributors, uh, content for the industry, all those things. I want to get your take on it. And in in full disclosure, I'm a good friend of Jason. I know Mm -hmm. you know Jason well. He used to be over at Distributor Central. I want to get your take on Promo Pulse and what you think it means for the industry. I think it's super interesting. Uh, I, I, in the interest of transparency, I'm actually talking to him later today. He'll be okay. a guest on Delivering Marketing Joy before too long because I wanted to talk to him about it. I, um, I think that it's super interesting because I think there are a lot of disparate uh, content creators out there that I think when I, when I talk to people about content in the industry, I'll say, hey, there's tons of content out there. You just need to curate. 
if, if you don't want to create. And people are like, where? I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, okay. So the idea that, uh, and of course, I give them promo corner, of course. Of course, of course, of um, course. But there's there's others. And so you just go, this. the idea that you would put this all in one place on an app on your phone, I think, is super smart. Yeah. Um, and I think that one of the things that I'm going to be curious about is how to um, curate it in yep. a way that is not a fire hose like Twitter. Yeah. Um, and I think that'll be, a, you know, I'm sure something he's thinking about. Oh, yeah. Because as you, you, there's some great content, but the reality of it is a lot of people in our industry don't know the difference or don't uh, want to discern the difference between content and advertisements. Right. They're not the same. Right. And I think a lot of suppliers in the industry are creati- uh, treating them the same. Distributors mm-hmm. too. But, um, but it's like, I want to see content. Yeah. I don't want to see ads. Um, and by the way, I'm the same as everyone else mm-hmm. uh, in that way. So, yeah, I think it's a super interesting concept. Well, so what, do you, what do you think? It's important to remember the ads support the content. So, sure. you know, that's just part of the deal. And right. sometimes those ads do have value when they're supplier specials. And it might be like, oh, crap, I didn't know that was even that product existed or that was on sale. My client's looking for that or so on and so forth. So, so, so my pushback about that, is, and by the way, I agree, yep. right? Of yep. course. Uh, we all understand that, that advertising and marketing is a piece of it. Don't tell me it's it's uh, content when it's advertising. No, no, that's not, the that's the, that's what I'm talking okay. about. Okay, got it, got it, got it, got it. Yep. Okay, so um, I think I think it's a real interesting idea. I, I I'm fully on board with it. Here's what I I think though. Um, my biggest concern. Okay. My biggest not concern, not concern at all. I think it's just going to be. It's going to take some time to take some traction. I think you're going to have to really. Uh, there's a learning curve where people yes. are going to have to download an app and they're going to have to get used to checking it like they do a Facebook or a Twitter or whatever, you know, whatever anybody's morning routine is. Yep. So I think it's one of those things you, you have to download it and have to really kind of make an effort to to get on there, learn it, understand it. I do think there is value to it. I think oh, it's yeah. actually a genius idea. You know, where do we all live? We live on our cell phones. So I just think it's going to take some time. And uh, I think there's a lot of value for suppliers in terms of exposure. I think there's a lot of value for distributors. So I think it's really good for the industry, but I want to get your take on it. You got another uh, topic real quick? Um yeah, I will. Okay, so yeah, I'll throw this at you. Um, and I'm, I'm actually writing a blog post right now about this. So mm-hmm. podcasts, I, I, you know I read and listen to a lot of books. Mm-hmm. But I've shifted my, um, my consumption of content a little uh-huh. bit to more and more podcasts. Okay. Um, so rather than giving you, hey, these are the best podcasts, mm-hmm. I will give you some of the podcasts that are on my phone right now. And okay. I don't know if you have a few that you subscribe to that you keep on your phone. Why don't you give me yours? Okay. So my – the one, and I don't have that many, if I'm being honest. Uh, okay. The ones that I subscribe to, I listen to a bunch. Yep. But I subscribe to on my phone Akimbo by, uh-huh. uh, with Seth Godin. I, yep. I think that's phenomenal. Yep. Um, I, I subscribe to the Gary Vee Audio Experience to the surprise of no one. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually think one of the best ones right now is Ed Milet and his Max Out podcast. If you okay. look for uh, inspiration, motivation, he's actually a pretty good interviewer. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Promo Corner is one that I subscribe to, too. I'm not trying to be a, a homer, but that's true. And uh, Skewcast. Okay. Uh, Skewcast, I actually really liked. And, and I love when Bobby and Mark interview other people from our industry. But mm-hmm. if you want to know the truth, I, my favorite skew casts are the one where Mark and Bobby just talk. Uh, absolutely. They have a tremendous, uh, yep. tremendous dynamic. So yep. here, here are the ones uh, I do like. Um, 
I do like Skewcast quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, that's one I listen to uh, quite a bit. Um, there's one that I, I've really kind of started to listen to, and I don't listen to as many podcasts as I'd like to. Right. Um, I do listen to the Gary Vee podcast, mm-hmm. so I mean that's that's not a shock. There's one that's called The Art of the Hustle by uh, hmm. Jeff Jeff Rosenthal. And what I like about it, he interviews guests on a lot of like successes and failures and milestone events and how to kind of get to to where you're going. Okay. Um, so I do listen to that quite a bit, and then I also listen to um, Entrepreneur on Fire. At the, yep. You know John Lee Dumas. JLD, uh, baby. Yep, John Lee Dumas. And then I actually stumbled across one a um, a uh, about gosh what was it, about a month ago called the Hundred Dollar MBA Show. Hmm. And it's a 10-minute podcast hosted by this guy named Omar, and I can't remember his last name. It's like Zen Ulm or something like that. But he invites, talks to business leaders about their best lessons and concepts. And um, he doesn't go any over backstories, though. It's all just – there's no fluff. It's just packed with information. It's 10 minutes long. Ooh, so I would, I would check it out, the $100 MBA. Dude, this, this, this is exactly what I wanted to do this. I, I made some notes. This is cool. All right. Awesome. Thanks, Cool. All right, so I've got one more. Okay. Um, one more, and then uh, we'll wrap up the podcast. So one more with something fun. Well, we got to do our promo person of the week. Too. We got to do. Well, yeah, we'll do. We'll get. We'll okay. get to that. You just okay. settle down. All right. Sorry. <laughs> so, I was. Th- I, I watch my kids eat. You, you have children. Why? <laughs> well, I, because I eat with them. I dine with them. Yes. Okay. But you know, when it's busy, you know, we know what the the major food groups are, right? It's dairy, protein, fruits, vegetables. Breads and grains. Those are your five food, food groups, right? Pizza, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I was thinking about. I was thinking, about, what if we did the food pyramid the way my kids eat? <laughs> okay. I and like I'd, like, I'd, like to sh- I'd like you to think about maybe Jade and Skylar. You can combine them if you want. Okay. Um, so, Drew, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Mitch's would be uh, Pringles. Okay. Uh, chicken thighs, grilled okay. chicken thighs, pasta with butter. Ice okay. cream and bacon. Those would be his major sources of nutrition. Okay. We're doing a hell of a job as parents. Yeah, I feel good about that. Drew would be hamburgers, pizza, also pasta with butter, sweet tarts, and eggs. Okay. I, right. I hear you writing furiously. Do you, yeah. Do you, do you have like four or five of the main food groups your girls ate growing up? Yeah, I'll do my best here. Yeah. Uh, so the first one is super easy. Jade and Skyler was it's pasta. Um, uh-huh. Actually, I, I don't know if you and I talked about this, but at one point Skyler needed to get her cholesterol down uh-huh. for the for the health of getting on the the cruise uh-huh. ship and stuff. And she had to cut pasta out of her life for three weeks, and it made everyone in our world everyone miserable miserable. Yeah. <laughs> so pasta for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, Skyler's actually fairly she like she doesn't drink soda, so water. I know okay. that sounds weird. She is a she doesn't drink much but water. Not a food. Um, continue. Yeah. yeah. Uh, ice cream. Yep. And pizza. pizza. Uh, okay. I would I would go with those. And then actually she's she will be a little bit more. But Jade, I'm going pasta, fruity pebbles, ice cream, and yeah, I'll go pizza again. Okay. So those awesome. are those. Yeah. Again, like you said, I feel super strong. And yeah. It's a, they, you know, they're young, and so that helps. So they must work out. 
I just, yeah, I just <laughs> thought it would be interesting because my kids are thin as their yeah. skin, skinny rails. All right, Kirby, we are now at the time of the Pro Bowl Person of the Week, which you had alluded to earlier. Yes. As we've talked about, it's dedicated to highlight the one person in the industry uh, that's uh, really kind of shaking up things, making us take attention. Kirby, this is your week. Do you have a promo person of the week? I am proud to admit that I remembered this week, so I'm okay. excited. Uh, my promo person of the week is what I like to call the OG of social media. Uh-huh. He, he's in a new role. I know who that is. Yep, but he is still finding ways to experiment, promote, use social media to um, better his uh, role in his organization. That's my buddy Dana Zazo. Mm-hmm. Dana is, it's it's interesting, you know, he's been on the supplier side for a long time, and then he has now gone to American Solutions for Business, mm-hmm. and what I find is that he uses social differently now. Mm-hmm. Um, he's still creating content, he does the promo effect for you, mm-hmm. and um, he, um, but like, I've seen him using more private groups, yep. you know, where he's targeting people on social. And you don't think of social media as a targeted medium, but I watch him do these things, and I, he's a guy who tries things, and then I go, hmm. How can I implement that uh, within the way that we do, we go to market? And so Dana Zezo is a person who has inspired me for a long time about social media, and he continues to do so. Well, uh, great choice. And um, obviously, I'm, I'm friends with Dana. I've known Dana for almost 20 years. His what I, When I think of Dana um, in social media, certainly, and just really the way he goes, he's got a curious mind, and it's a constantly curious mind. And so he's always, like you said, trying new things, seeing how he can poke the bear a little bit, seeing how he can get uh, different results doing different things. He's never yeah. complacent, and that's something that uh, I think, unfortunately, we all fall in the trap of being from time to time. So Dana Zezo, congratulations on being the promo person of the week. Your roll of sweet tarts is on its way <laughs> at a time of my choosing. So, Kirby, this is normally where we go into fill in the blank and rapid fire and all that stuff, but we talked about doing something different. So what we're going to do, and in full disclosure, Kirby knows kind of the concept, doesn't know what I'm going to ask, and we're going to alternate weeks. So on the weeks when Kirby has the promo person week, we're going to play the same game, but it's called the best thing ever. So I'm going to ask Kirby, and then we're going to talk about both our experiences with this. The best thing he's ever, whatever it is. So um, next week, you'll ask me what the best ever was. So here, here's here's your question. Are you ready, Kirby? I, I hope so. I want to know the best concert you've ever been to. Hmm, that is a good one. Um, you know, I'm going to go. I'm bouncing back and forth between... Um, Jimmy Buffett and Zach Brown. Okay. Um, Zach Brown because it was a surprise. Uh, it was. You, you, I think we'll go with Zach Brown because okay. of this. So uh, it was a Father's Day, and uh, my daughters and my wife said, "Hey, it's Father's Day, and we don't have anything planned. So is it okay if we go to Canton and go shopping?" <laughs> mm-hmm. And I felt like in one of the most. Uh, heroic moments of my life, I was like, yeah, sure, that sounds fine. Spending time with you guys on Father's Day, that's good. Well, we get up to Canton, and they surprised me and said, hey, we have we have tickets to a Zach Brown concert. That's why we came up here. And I was like, okay, this day got exponentially better. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, so we went to dinner, went to Zach Brown. Um, if you haven't seen Zach Brown in concert, they are amazing. Awesome, uh, great Amazing choice. musicians. So uh, I'm going with not only because of the sentimental value, mm-hmm. but also amazing. Awesome. So I'll answer the same question. Yep. It's part of this. So uh, lots of good ones I've been to. Chris Stapleton, uh, Tremonti, uh, Tom Petty, Motley yep. Crue, Elton John Queen, of course Van Halen. Sure. 
Josh Abbott, you name it. I've been to a lot. I think my favorite concert, though, when I was thinking about this, was Eric Johnson uh, two years ago um, uh, at the City Winery here in Nashville, and I was able to take my son to go see that. And it was just me and him, and it was an acoustic set, so he sang a lot of my favorite songs. Uh, He sang... Uh, Devonay and Forever Yours and all these beautiful songs that really always touch me and move my soul and to share that experience with my son in such a very intimate environment and you see such a virtuoso on, on the guitar that was one of those ones that stuck with me so regardless of all the other concerts I've ever seen that is my personal favorite concert I love it. So the best thing ever this week. Yes, that is the best thing ever this week. So we are going to play that again next week. And you know what else we're going to do next week? What's that, Bill? We're going to thank our title sponsor. Now, this week it's Bam Bam Zone. We're going to remind everybody about that awesome, awesome custom headwear program. The The good strongs over there at Bam Bams, they're going to get your fully custom caps to you 30 days or less from sample approval. Fully custom. That's, that's amazing. amazing. It, it is amazing. We both, that's how amazing it is. Kirby and I said that's amazing at the exact same time. So <laughs> if, you want to, uh, if you want to make sure you get a really cool custom hat, quick turnaround times, you don't have to worry about the tariffs because now they have factories in Vietnam. They're not impacted by those tariffs. Go ahead and let Bam Bams be your first and only thought for custom headwear. Kirby, always a blast to do the podcast with you. And I look forward to uh, hearing what people think of uh, the, the slight shift in format. Awesome. Thanks, man. Thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. Unscripted is available every Friday at PromoCorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry.